All topics covered here are for conversational purposes only and do not constitute financial advice. Please contact Mulcane Co. to receive advice on all matters from one of our professionals. Welcome to the Mulcane Co. FS360 podcast. Your uh, hosts today are Gavin and Chris Mulcahy. Oh, actually not Gavin Mulcahy. I'm Gavin Nash and I'm with Chris Mulcahy. G'day Gav, how are you going? Going well, Chris, going well. Nice gloomy Ballarat day we've got here. Yes, no, look, it's good to see a bit of rain, but um, no, look, it's been an interesting few weeks, you could say. Been a lot of communication going about, isn't there? Like, you know, the Prime Minister talking and right down to how many sort of inquiries have you had from clients about financial matters? Yeah, look, it's been pretty constant. Um, You could say 2020 certainly got off to a bit of a different start, I guess you could say, but um, no, look, challenging times, challenging times ahead, but I think our clients are... You know, we're working through it with them and, um, yeah, just trying to help them through this very difficult time frame. Um, how do you – like, what's the most – if we were to ask you as an accountant, what's the most asked question at the moment from a client, what would that be? Oh, I think it's – Or is it different for individuals and businesses? Yeah, probably? look, I think it has been. It's certainly been – initially it's just that, I guess, bit of shock, I suppose, of what's actually happened. I can remember probably eight, ten weeks ago talking to a property developer who was selling some – properties down in Melbourne and they mentioned that there was potentially some Chinese buyers that were interested in this property then all of a sudden they couldn't come out to Australia because of this virus and we were sort of almost joking around about it but what what, what virus are we talking about that's right that's right so (laughs) yeah so I guess it's sort of one of those things that's really built momentum and yeah we're where we are today and you know I think we're all living it like we're all affected by it in some way, shape or form. So I think that's probably the thing about this situation is everyone's impacted, everyone in the world. So, um, And I think if you look back 10 years or so or more, longer, 12 years to the GFC, not everyone was really impacted by that. In fact, Australia, we were in, in a way, we were insulated from it a little bit. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So, Whereas this is kind of, atta- it's affected sp- world sporting events. It's, it's kind of affecting, as you say, every single person in the whole world. Yeah, yep. no, that's exactly right. And I think that's... That's probably where we're seeing, which I guess is a positive in some respects, that you know, you've got governments coming together, you know, you've got the tax office getting on board, you've got banks getting on board to really help. So That's pretty unusual. Yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> to look, get all I, those working together. Yeah, and I think it's the bank's opportunity as well to really try and get back in the good books and do something uh, positive after the Royal Commission. So I think, yeah, look, Certainly, certainly challenging times, and look, we'll have a chat about what the government have introduced and so forth. But um, I think where the conversation is starting to go with many of our clients is after this, you know, um, what happens later. Yeah, that's right, because we are certainly heading towards a recession. You know, the government has spent a lot of money, so I think that's going to be a certainty. But all of this is such an unknown; um, no one's ever experienced this before. So I think that's where we're at. And do you think is it is it that some industries are heavily affected and others maybe won't be as much, or is that is that what you're getting at the moment? Yeah, oh, certainly. Look, right from when it, uh, you know, I guess the seriousness of this was announced, and you know, the government stepped in. There was the hospitality, accommodation type industries, you know, where they're trying to keep people um, segregated. Um, so look, they got whacked immediately. So. And then, you know, we've sort of seen a bit of a flow on. Almost this week, I reckon it's almost been like that second wave of um, the flow on effect from that, you know, that, uh, that initial phase and those first businesses being impacted. So, yeah, look, I think we're going to see that continue for a few more weeks yet. But 
by then hopefully some of this government spending and stimulus will have kicked in yep. and be certainly helping the situation. Um, and you've got some stats with you, Chris. So can you take us through a few of uh, the government kind of initiatives? We're calling it stimulus. Some people are calling it a safety net or a, some sort yeah. of a, you know, um, safety payment but yep. um, set yep. of payments. But can you run us through some of the, the main items there? Yeah, probably the main thing is probably just the size of this. Yeah, I think it's probably something that, um, you know, is very overwhelming but um, – you know, just the impact on the actual share market, the impact on the or the expected impact on the property prices and so forth, and then just the government's response as well. So, um, on the twelfth of March, when the government announced its first stimulus package, that was seventeen point six billion, which was considered a you know a reasonable size to sort of kick things off. Um, within ten days, they've come out again and spent another sixty six point one billion. And then a week later, or eight days later. Um, the third announcement was 130 billion. So, and then on top of that, we've got um, the government sort of providing uh, additional finance or securing finance along with the banks of 15 billion plus the Reserve Bank another 90 billion. So there's a lot of billions there. So um, I have a lot of billions. Yeah, that's right. So you know the printing press has been working pretty hard. I think at the Reserve Bank, just pumping out a lot of money. So yeah. So look, I think, and that's realistically. Um, yeah, you know, all up around three hundred twenty billion. Wow, um, you know, sixteen huge number, isn't 0. it? Point four percent of annual GDP. So, how much? Sixteen point four percent. Yeah, yep. And look, that's the first stage. So I think that's sort of, you know, looking for the next six or so months. So hoping that things are sort of under control by then, or getting to a stage where they've got a bit more control over the situation. So we'll just have to wait and see. But um, look, they've certainly hit it hard, and I think. In many respects, the way they've gone about it's been good. I know there'll be people that say they could have gone quicker and faster and things like that, but at least they've tried to allow industry to keep working. And I think that's where you know other countries have probably had a complete shutdown. Yeah, they've just shut everything, you know, yeah. everybody stay home. That's right, which you sort of think, well, I know... You wonder you know, whether we'd recover from that. Yeah, it's that's right. Well, when do they reopen? To recover when do they reopen? Yeah. Like, like that's always a challenge, but... Anyhow, we'll wait and see. Um, yeah, we're all in this uh, together and it's, yeah, a very unknown situation. Probably something, Gav, we haven't probably talked about and I know we've just jumped right into this, but just in case someone is listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, it is our first one <laughs> yeah, ever. Right. So we're going we're to yeah. put it out on our socials after this. Yeah. So hopefully someone will listen yeah. to it. Maybe, might, maybe might I can convince yeah. one of my kids to listen yeah, to it. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, with everything going on, we just thought we need to get into it, start communicating this information because yep. it's so important. And I think um, the other thing, a lot of businesses, oh, I'm, I'm in the marketing area here, so that's my background, but I think with marketing and communications, a lot of businesses, this includes a lot of our own clients here, really the focus for them should be communication with their customers yep. and their clients yep. in this time. So, for example, we've been sending out a whole lot of emails like other businesses. We've got our social media um, channels open. We've been doing some videos with some of the directors, but... Uh, this podcast hopefully is just another avenue for people to get the information and, um, yeah, we're, we're committed to it. I think it's going to be a good thing. Obviously, a lot of discussion with clients over the last couple of weeks and the conversation this week particularly has started to change a little bit in that the businesses that were impacted in that early stage, they're now sort of looking to how do they best use this time and how do they get ready for later on post this um, problem fixing itself. So, 
Yeah, so it's sort of been almost a bit more positive from that point of view. You know, like a planning of, opportunity. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. So all those things that they've never had a chance to get to within their business, whether it's setting up systems and processes, whether it's um, you know marketing websites, those types of things, they are definitely looking at how do they, when they do start operating again in the new normal, um, how they hit the ground running. Be, re- be ready for it as, as yeah, best you can. Exactly. Use, the, use this time as best you can to get yourself sparked up and ready. Yeah, exactly. Now, probably the main question or the main thing that we're probably working through with clients at the moment is all this support that's been announced, when does it actually become available? Because, you know, there's rightly so a bit of panic and, you know, income's dried up and so forth. So they're waiting for this. They're hearing a lot of stuff on the news. So they're really waiting for when do we actually get our hands on some of this support that the government's been talking about. So I suppose... Yeah, look, there's been a lot of uh, tax incentives through the, the, the depreciation system, which is great. Um, but probably one of the key ones that's just been announced this week is the JobKeeper payment system. Mm. So all businesses and employers could register for that. So I guess we've really just looked at that and registered all of our clients. At the, and that's the first step, just get registered. Just get registered. And then the money and other things and whether you qualify, all that sort of stuff will flow in. in that's time. right, that's right. So I think that's the key thing there. So within the next month, that'll start flowing through. And there's also a bit of a calculation there to determine if you are entitled to it, which is based on turnover. So um, if there is a drop in turnover around 30% over a period, that means you can actually tap into this. Okay, so that's why we just thought to get on the front foot, get everyone registered and then we can sort of work through that process later on. And so from an employee point of view, so I'm an employee of a cafe and they've been completely shut down, um, the employer can apply for this funding on our, on my behalf really and keep paying me my wage. Is that's that the, right. That's, that's the idea right. of the JobKeeper. Yep. yep. So the idea is is that the employer keeps the employee in the system, Yep. keeps them employed, keeps them working, um, and, yeah, they just carry on. Rather than that employee getting the boot and you know, going and looking for a new start allowance kind of thing. Yeah, exactly, because yeah. from the government's perspective, they're going to have to be paying them one way or another, so they'd prefer to keep them connected to their employer yep. so that, you know, when things do get back to normal, um, they just, yeah, look, nothing's changed from the point of view of their employment conditions. So, yep. yeah, just carry on. That's, so, new, that's new this week, yep, isn't it? Yep, yep. that's this Job week. Keeper. So 31st of March also was the first round of the uh, $750 payment to support households, so that would have been hitting people's bank accounts. Um, early April, we've got the assistance for apprentices, That's, that becomes available, and trainees. Um, Mid-April uh, is when we can start applying for the temporary release of superannuation. So oh, yeah, that's up to $10,000? Up to $10,000, yeah. yep. So realistically, that's per financial year, so really on both sides of 30th of June. You could be applying for that and getting two lots of ten thousand dollars. And does that just to answer a couple? I've had a couple of people ask me this. So if you're there's, there's, you've got a partner and you've both got superannuation accounts, you can potentially apply for ten thousand each. Yep, that's yep. exactly right. So nothing to do yep. with marital status or partner status. No, or anything not that I'm aware of. No, no. no. So look, there have been a few commentators sort of going, well, you know, people are drawing into their retirement savings and they shouldn't be able to do that. But yeah, I think now is probably the. Key concern to sort of sort out now. It's the rainy days. And it? also you yeah. don't have to do it. So it's not something you have to do if you're sort of comfortable or you want to leave your money in super, you think that's more important, we'll leave it there. Yep. But sure. this is just an opportunity to do that. 
And you can always – the other thing is you can always – once times have recovered, you can always commit to putting that $10,000 back too. Exactly. There's quite a lot of people that, you know, really value super and go, well, look, I'm going to try and up my super to – 10.5% every week rather than 9.5 or 2.5. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can get that money back in. Yeah, there. yeah, that's right. But I guess the government just realised that now's probably more important than later for the, for the time being. That's the priority. So, yeah, tap into it now. Yeah, I think it's fair enough. Probably the biggest one is the withholding tax. So, um, so in this next round of activity statements that are getting lodged, we'll be able to uh, – all the government are effectively – or the tax officers are effectively going to pay – some of your withholding tax, up to $50,000, okay? So um, that's going to happen over two quarters. So each employer or business could be entitled to up to $100,000 each over the next two quarters. So that's a massive boost for businesses. So that's something that, you know, we'll be definitely, or we have been talking to clients about already, um, just making sure that, you know, everything's right, set up so that that can be achieved. There are a few integrity measures around it, like, you know, where, for example, um, if a self-employed person had been receiving a trust distribution or something like that and we convert that to a wage, uh, there's a few of the tax officers have been saying, well, we're not sure if we're going to allow that or not. So we just need to wait and see when the time comes, what's in, what's out, and then make those decisions in. But that's something that's going to, going to be a, a massive boost. And each for each of those businesses, I suppose, affected, you know, in, in your set of clients here at Mulcahy Co, I suppose each of them is going to be different because some will be qualified for one payment and some will be qualified for the other. So it's a bit of a wait and see. Yeah, that's way, right. That's right. And with that withholding one too, it's not grouped. So if you had a business with separate entities, separate employees, um, you can claim that multiple time so yeah it is really a, a, a massive incentive there for businesses um look there's quite a few other things that will come through as well um but look they're probably the main ones and look it's been changing by the day too so as much as we're sending out a lot of information and you know in many respects clients are probably anxious and a bit concerned things are changing rapidly so we just really need to wait and see fix up the things that we can control now and then, yeah, make sure we've got them well and truly under control and then just really work through the rest of it. So it's one of those times, I suppose, as a business or an individual where you've got to keep in that constant contact with your accountant or your financial planner um, just so to make sure you've got your your head above everything and um, that you know what you can and can't claim. And um, unfortunately for some people, it's frustrating for some business owners I've been speaking to that it is a bit of a waiting game. We've kind of got to wait until... The fine print comes out until, for example, the job keeper. I think it's still got to go through Parliament. Is that right? Yeah, it's got that's to be right. Yeah, we haven't Parliament. seen the legislation yet. So yeah. it's got to get to legislation yeah. first. So there's a few of those things we've just got to wait on. So yeah, that's yeah. right. So for those businesses that were affected early on, yeah, that's where it's been a challenge for them. But yeah. you know, as we mentioned before, you know, the government and the tax office, the banks, reserve banks, etc., have all come together. Also, seen it with, um, you know, landlords and tenants you know landlords dropping the rent or reducing the rent for a period of time so it's it has certainly been a you know a situation where a lot of people or a lot of different stakeholders in these situations are all coming together to sort of help out which has been really positive probably one of the few times in history yeah that's right exactly <laughs> got them all, yeah, got them all exactly right. talking the same language yeah but apart from that gav look there are a lot of state-based uh, things as well and we touched on briefly government back loans as well so there's all those things 
that we can tap into, which we are starting to do with clients now. Um, but look, it's it's really just a matter of just understanding what your situation is, you know, doing a bit of a summary, working out what cash reserves you've got, etc. Banks are more than willing to help. You know, we can put a stop on loan repayments, all those types of things. So, yeah, look, there's a lot of different levers to pull, but it's just really a matter of just sitting down, working out your situation, the operational issues first, how you're going to deal with employees and how that's, that, that's going to play out. Whether or not you've been shut down, like I guess that's probably the biggest thing. A really good example of shutdown businesses, you know, Chris and I attend a local gym here in Ballarat. So we're, um, you know, the gyms offered all of their uh, gyms are all on, the, on their app. So they're, you know, so you can actually, it's a bit of a lower membership, but you can still pay. So that business is still open, even though no one can attend the gym. And uh, you can all do your workouts from home on the app. So it's an example of a, a shutdown industry that they've just had to think on their feet really quickly and get something back out to their clients. Yeah, and how's that been going, Gav? Well, I've done. <laughs> I've missed a few days. Normally I don't miss, but, you know, when there's not that, you know, kind of motivation to jump out of bed, sometimes I haven't. But yeah. no, I've had a crack the last couple of weeks, so it hasn't been too bad. No, you could say the last few weeks have been a bit busy, so I haven't done one yet. But haven't you? you know, the, the time's None coming, I'm starting to feel like I'm... None on the app. I think we're going to move on to talking about how do people and businesses plan for post-coronavirus? Like, what do we do after all this is over? Yeah, so look, as I touched on earlier, we're probably starting to have conversations with clients around that now, um, particularly those ones that have gone through that initial shock and probably dealt with what they've needed to have dealt with in terms of their operational type issues. So they are now looking at this time frame as a time to sort of work out within their business what needs to change and how they need to adapt to what could be the new normal. So we're not really sure what that's going to be, but we're possibly anticipating that given the amount of expenditure that the government and everything that's going on, there's talk of recessions, worldwide recessions and things like that. So we need to be looking at our businesses and working out how we can come back as a, a leaner, smarter business. And even the use of technology now, I think whether or not that continues because we have been forced to change. So some of that change is for the better. And so by that you mean things like having Skype or Zoom meetings, exactly. video meetings. I see on the news people are, people are crossing to the other newsreader who's in another office or location yeah, exactly. or their exactly. home. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that that that's sort of for every industry, isn't it? Really, like yeah. you know, we're always used to and we love meeting face to face with clients and people. Yeah. But maybe the new normal is that we do use these technologies. That's right. And look, even working from home, like that could be something that is encouraged a lot more now. So. But we'll wait and see. Look, after six or so months of working at home, everyone might be keen to get back to work. So. Exactly. Although maybe there's going to be a bit of a mixture. So, yeah, you know, the yeah. feedback I've got so far from some of my staff is, you know what, I, I don't get disturbed. I actually get through a lot more work. Yeah. Whether yeah. you want to do it five days a week for eight hours a day is another thing. But it might be a day a week down the track where you go, tomorrow I'm going to work from home because I've got this big project on and I don't want to be disrupted. Yeah, so that's maybe, right. And you get, you get through all that work rather than hitting the office every day. Yeah, and look, you probably know yourself, if you've got a you know, a certain job or task that you need to get through, if you get up early, do it at home, it's done. Like yep. if you come into the office, sometimes you'll start it. You get sidetracked. By, and by the end of the day, you're still trying to do it. So yes. I think there are some positives out of all that. So I think that's something that could uh, become the new normal. Um, along with, yeah, look, I think it's just – preparing now, preparing your business. And I think that's where you come into it too, Gav, or your industry in terms of that marketing branding because making sure that, you know, when things do get back to some form of normal, um, that 
consumer can find you. We've had we've had a couple of examples of that actually, Chris. So you know, you would think a, a hotel in the accommodation industry would just be in shutdown at the moment, not spending any money. Let's cut all costs. Um, I've just had a local hotel with twenty odd rooms. Just want to undertake a full brand new website development, all new photos. Um, they've got all maintenance people in there at the moment, painting um, because they're like, well, we haven't got any customers. So what we're going to do is make sure that we're one hundred percent ready. Um, to market our business once we're back open again and use this time for that. So that's yep. what they've done. Yep. Um, and it is spending money, so you've got to have that money. But I think uh, that's a smart way to do things. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, you could easily put your head in the sand and think life's too hard now, everything's too hard. Or you could take that approach and be positive and get on the front foot. And plus sort of use this stimulus money, one, to, you know, get through, but two, to invest in these things as well. So, um, you know, there's some cheap interest rates out there. I think that's where it's advantageous as well. And trying to sort of look at this situation too compared to other recessions, like um, the last recession was what, early 90s. Mm. So we're just coming Paul out of, days, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. right, the recession that we had to have. So, yeah. But that was coming off the back of really high interest rates, high interest rates, inflation rate out of control. So they had to do something to sort of shock the economy back to where they needed it. And I can just remember the 90s has just been really dead, particularly that first half of the 90s. Mm-hmm. But so this sort of situation is different because, one, the whole world's in it, and two, we're already at a very low interest rate base. Um, yeah, so it's sort of different. So do you think – does that mean recovery is going to be a little bit quicker, do you think? Like when it turns and people are back operating again, do you think that's going to turn pretty quick? Yeah, look, I probably think so, but I – but who knows? Yeah, but, we don't know, do yeah, we? But yeah. I, yeah, but I think, look, there's going to be a number of businesses that, that don't get through this, you know, which is very difficult to deal with, but that's, yeah, un- unfortunately how it could play out. But I think it could bounce back quick, mm. but it's going to take time. So you just wonder how the government are going to go about paying off their debt. Like, that's mm. going to be the big thing. Normally they have to raise taxes to do that or deal with it in, in that type. So where's that going to come from? They can't really tax businesses if they're trying to get businesses to re-employ Yes. Now, the inflation rate's meant to hit somewhere between 15 and 20%. So if they're trying to encourage business, so you sort of start thinking, well, where do they get this extra revenue from? So you look at the levers that, that they can pull, and it's probably around that GST, um, potentially. Um, who knows, death duties, things like that. Um Taxing the principal place of residency, maybe, you know... The, so there's the, a few things maybe... There might be a threshold there. They've always been done a certain way, which may be done a different way yeah. in the new, new normal. Yeah, maybe. that's right. So, yeah. look, I'm making this up, obviously, but um, yeah. I'm not making it up, but that's well, what I'm sort of thinking. hypothetical, isn't it? Hypothetical yeah. of how, how the government's going to deal with it. So, yeah. because if they just come out of this and then say, oh, look, you know, that's been... You know, we've been through a tough patch and now we need to raise taxes to increase revenue... If they, yeah, they could put a lot of pressure back on the economy. So they've got to encourage the economy. They've got to encourage yeah. business to employ and do all that type of thing. So, yeah, look, it will be very interesting times. But I guess what we're trying to deal with clients now is be prepared. So, you know, for example, we've got industries such as agriculture, farming, probably hasn't really been affected by the coronavirus yet. Uh, there's been a few issues with getting supplies, fertiliser, chemicals and so forth. But apart from that, um, and, you know, we've got clients up and down the east coast of Australia and, you know, some farms have just been through drought, fire, others more locally have probably had a good year. So there's a bit of a mixed bag there. But, um, yeah, it's, it's really just preparing for that recession. And I know I keep saying that, which sounds very negative. Yes, but it is. <laughs> we've got to 
we, we have got a period now where we can sort of lock in low interest rates or look at low interest rates, make sure that's working for us, and then really get set up for the future. The other thing is, guys, it, uh, for all our clients out there, is to keep an eye on uh, our social media accounts. We've got uh, Mulcahy Co on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Um, also, our own website, mulcahy.com.au, has got a lot of um, updates in the news section. We do updates there a couple of times a week. So there's... Um, some of the more popular ones lately have been um, Thane Turley's our financial planning director. He's been doing some video updates on there about once a week, um, talking about the market, investments, retirement, those sort of things from a financial planning perspective. So jump onto those platforms. We also encourage anyone, if you've got any questions uh, for the podcast, for next time Chris and I sit down with a guest, you could put those questions up on our social media accounts um, and we'll do our very best to uh, answer them next time we're sitting down having a talk. So, Gav, just in that marketing space, I think, you know, as we touched on before, very important for businesses to be looking forward and just getting that brand presence out there. So what are you sort of looking at now for businesses? Well, it's it's funny, Chris, in this kind of crazy time that's happened in the last month or so, the word marketing has kind of almost turned into communication for our area. So marketing and communications is kind of our industry. But so we've, we've done a lot of sort of communicating with our clients' customers and and clients, whether that be a, a letter up on their homepage of their website or an email that goes out to their email list or an SMS. So there's a lot of that sort of stuff being going on. But I suppose what we're trying to do is a bit like the accountants. We're trying to plan with our our clients to make sure they're ready for when this thing blows over or the new normal arrives. So that's things like making sure that um, what we call your digital footprint is in order. So when we talk about digital footprint, we're talking about can you be found on a search engine? Uh, what do they find when they get there? So there's a few things. There's your social media accounts are included in your digital footprint, your website, your Google My Business page, which is um, you know, where your business is listed on Google, as well as any of those other like yellow pages or white pages. So any of those web listings that you've got. If you're a hospitality business, it might be your TripAdvisor listing. So all of those online listings that your business appears in, we call your digital footprint. So it's probably one of the things that clients don't spend a lot of time on when they're up and going and business is going well. So this is probably the time to think about your digital footprint, put some time and effort into it, making it consistent, and, yeah, we can assist with all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so the biggest challenge most businesses have is content. Like just producing content, um, always concerned about the content, I suppose, and you're always yep. worried about other people reading it and how, how does it come across. So how do you sort of break that barrier down with clients? Like what do you sort of do to sort of well, make them feel more comfortable? Well, it's funny um, – Content, what you're talking about there is kind of, we call it sort of positioning the client as the expert. So most of that is in the service-based industries like accounting or a doctor's surgery or an architect practice. Um, so we're trying to position with content that the client either writes or we record a video or we do a podcast is positioning them as experts. So when someone is in the need for that business, they know who the expert is and they go to the expert. So um I'll give you an example. I've got a, a, a doctor's surgery. There's five doctors um, in on it. So we often say to them, we've got them on a calendar to say, look, we need an article from each of you, but only once a month. So that means an, a doctor only has to write an article once every five months. Yep. So it's sort of, if you break break it down so it's not always up to the same person, that means you can get a lot of content happening onto the, the business's website, their social media accounts, out on their email list as well. Um, so you're reaching as many people as you can. You develop that content once with the client and then it gets used four or five times on different channels. So yeah. basically to answer your question is to sort of split up the, 
uh, content creation amongst people in the business. It doesn't always have to be business owners either. Sometimes you've got a really good manager or someone that's further down the line that's not even a business owner, but they're pretty keen on it. They're a pretty good, keen writer. I think even in our own business here, we've got um, Nick Willowite's one of our accountants. He's written the most popular to this very day. He wrote an article about three years ago. It's to this day the most popular blog article yeah. on our website. So, yeah, so it just keeps popping up on the stats every yep. time we look at the web yep. stats. So I think – and Nick's not a business owner. He's one of the accountants works here. So, um, yeah, you can sort of hand handball some of that stuff down the line to some people within your business and, and it's creating content without all the pressure being on you as business owner to do it. Yeah, and I think sometimes we – think we know what's best where it's good to actually give it to somebody else and they've got a different idea or perspective on it so i think that's yeah sometimes a really good thing to do and if you're a business owner and you go to i mean if you're an employee and your your boss comes to you and says i value your opinion can you write an article because you're the expert in this area that, yep. that makes your staff member yeah. feel really yep. good about themselves yep. so it's a really good way to sort of assist staff in and how they're working with businesses too so yeah and how they feel um much more comfortable in the workplace so Getting back to what what can businesses do in this time um, from a marketing and, and digital footprint point of view is to make sure that you're out there. Look, you might not be putting ads in the paper or ads on radio or on TV or whatever at the moment if your business is closed or it's um, on limited capacity, but um, you can certainly get a few of those other things, all the ducks in a row to make sure you're ready and up and going when it all hits and when things come back on board. Yeah, so obviously for a lot of these businesses, money is tight. So what would be the most cost-effective way of marketing at this point in time? It kind of depends on the business, but I think um, putting some time and effort into that digital footprint is really, really valuable. Um, for example, any money you spend on your website is going um, to be fine. If it's well-written content, it's going to be fine there for the next two or three years. So if you think about if you've got to spend $1,000 on your website now to update things, um, you're really spreading that cost over two or three years. Um, so that's probably cost-effective. If you're in a retail space or an online store, something like that, social media is a really inexpensive way to promote your business out there. So things like, um, you know, an ad in the local newspaper might cost you $400. That $400 could get out, could get your Facebook post or your LinkedIn post or Instagram post out to 18,000 people within your your geographic space. Yep. So with, it, with where your office is or your shop plus 20 or 30 kilometres, we can promote just to people in your space. So so that sort of is a really, really cost-effective way of getting your message out. Years ago, it used to be, you know, are you going to do TV, newspaper or radio? One of the three or two yeah, of the three or yeah. three of the three. Yeah. Now it's sort of the whole landscape's changed. So you may do some of those and you might mix that in with some social media, with some article writing. Google loves all that sort of content as well. Like you're, if you're writing original content and putting it on your website, if you're a service-based business, Google love that. They reward you for it. So yeah. that's another way to get your, your business up the top of Google. So do you still come across businesses that will spend money and put ads in, say, yellow pages and those types of things? Do you still come across that? You do, yeah. Look, and for some businesses it's still important, um, the yellow pages. Look, it's scaled right back. So I don't, I'm not sure I've even got a client these days that, days it actually has a printed ad in yellow page in the book they'll have a listing online yeah, uh, yeah. on the yellow pages online and look if you go and look for any business uh, anywhere yellow pages the result from the yellow pages is always on page one in google so yeah, yeah. they've yeah. got a really good relationship with google so look yellow pages may be just a listing on yellow pages may be s- still part of your marketing strategy but uh, in the old days you might spend you know fifteen thousand dollars a year in yellow pages well now you might spend a thousand and you spend your $14,000 on other things. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, video production and 
yeah. um, getting your message out over social media or promoting your online store or whatever you're doing. So yeah. there's quite a lot of different things we can do there. Yeah, so I guess the main thing is uh, there are a lot of things that can be done. So um, in this potential downtime that we're going to be having, opportunity to probably get a few things in order, put a bit of a plan in place mm. and then just work to implement that. That's the the planning's always the key, isn't it? You know, you yeah. sort of it's like any so in in the accounting practice with uh, businesses, if you don't plan for something, it's very very hard to execute something if yeah, you haven't thought about that's the plan. Right. Um, the other thing to think about a really basic thing in marketing that some people just don't think about enough is the target audience. Yep. So they'll they'll have a look at an ad that's been designed for them, or they'll read a radio script and go, "Oh, I don't really like that." But they might not be the target audience. Yeah. The business yeah. owner themselves isn't the target audience. Yeah. Yep. It's who are you talking to? You're talking to 20 to 30 year old females or whatever so you've got to always keep in mind who you're talking to and make your decisions based on your audience yeah yeah no that's right because i think that's our biggest problem at times being business owners we think we know what you're too close yeah that's <laughs> right that's right so no, that's a very good piece of advice so we've probably covered a fair bit today we've um yeah talking about those immediate issues with the coronavirus some of the stimulus package measures a bit of marketing how to sort of work through the current issues and um, think about coming out the other side and start planning for that. So make sure that we can all hit the ground running. I think it's been a good start, Chris. That's episode one done and dusted for the uh, Mulcahy Co. FS360 podcast. What does FS360 mean, Chris, for those who don't know FS360, what we're talking about? FS360, well, that's what it's all about, Gav. So financial security, 360. So I guess our business has been set up so that we can really uh, look after the full requirements of clients so you know working from goals and objectives to retirement etc so whether it's uh estate planning risk planning asset protection tax planning debt planning retirement planning business plans it marketing superannuation and investment so what we try and do is cover off on all those things and look over a period of time so it's not like you have to commit to all this in the first month you can just uh, I think, you know, I've been a Mulcahy Co client for a long time myself, so I think it took us four or five years to get yeah, through that's right. uh, all of our 12 steps, but we're sort of there now and, yeah. it's, um, and you've got a lot of your, as you say, your ducks in a row with a lot of that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's right. So we've set the business up that way and, look, as accountants, that's where we started from. We're very privileged in the information that we receive from clients or we get to know clients and understand what they're all about and what they're trying to achieve. So... We get to see a lot of information, so it's utilising that information. So it's not about just lodging a tax return. It's about saying, well, you know, we're preparing financial statements. Gee, your interest rate's a lot higher than what it should be. So we're talking to our loan team about that and just making sure that, you know, people are getting the best opportunity to get to where they want to get to in life, basically. So FS360 by Mulcane Co., that's the wrap for episode one. So thanks, Chris, for coming along. Thanks, Gav. Yep, we'll uh, see you back in the chair. What are we going to? We're going to try and commit to one a week. Do you think? I or think what so. Are we doing? Yeah. Look, <laughs> apparently, um, podcasters run out of it out after about three, so we'll try to right. get past three. Well, if we can get past three, we'll have a party. <laughs> yeah, that's and a, right. And a, and a cake. That's right. No, look, it's a bit of fun, but I think it's a good way of communicating. I know myself; I'd probably prefer to listen to things than read things these days. So hopefully, we'll improve a bit. Um, and look. We'll, make it as topical as we can. But, look, this is probably a month or two sooner than we anticipated, but we just thought with everything going on... It's a good way to communicate yep, to all our yep, clients. Yep, yeah, we'll just get this thing going and we'll see how we go. And feel free to pass the link on, guys, for anybody that's out there that you think doesn't have to be a Mulcahy Co. client. If you think the information's helpful for someone, please pass it on. Um, and until next time, we'll see you then. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Chris. See ya.